Vault Studio, this is the NFL Podcast, proudly presented by U.S. Sports News. Here are your hosts. Hello and welcome to the Vault Studio's NFL Podcast. I'm your host, James Arthur, and joining me two weeks in a row, it's this is a record for a while. My man, Richie Garraway. How are you, buddy? Good, mate. you got to put the applause drop or uh, the hallelujah drop or we something. Had, we had an applause drop. We've lost it some. I need to read Jigger more. We had a hallelujah one for a while as well. Yeah, we had some good ones. We do. Okay, I'll tell you what I'll do for you. I got one. I got one that I know is going to make you happy. Ah, Batman. Excellent. Batman. You like that was your favorite. Uh, so welcome back, mate. Two weeks in a row. On yes. Busy schedule, I know. But it's good to have you back uh, in the off season, which isn't your favorite time of the NFL. No, I do struggle this time of year because I'm not nothing but raping and retiring. Yeah, it's terrible. And if you look at other sports, I don't do ice hockey, so I got no yeah. interest there. Basketball, the season hasn't started yet. I think the season starts in a couple of weeks when mm. the NBA finals start. That's when the season starts in the NBA. <laughs> so I do I struggle. You made a big mistake. I do struggle this time of year, and because you know me, I. I enjoy AFL, but I'm not big into it. You were pretty big into it last year when Richmond won the grand final. At you, the end. You were one of the more, like, I've never seen you so into your AFL all of a sudden. Yeah, but I wasn't the guy who was acting like I was there all year. No, that's I true. was the guy who go, didn't we get smashed by North a few weeks ago? No, like, that was <laughs> like three months ago. <laughs> yes. You're certainly not so, a front runner. So this time of year, I do struggle. Yes. No, that's fair enough. And there's nothing it's on just my, nothing on ESPN. It's so annoying. I'm sure my wife would prefer if I struggled in the same way you did and stopped <laughs> reading about NFL and uh, reading about Matt Patricia and the bad things he does. Uh, but we'll scumbag. We'll get into the newsroom and we'll go through all of that and more. It's time to go into the newsroom on the Vault NFL Podcast. Well, the biggest mouth in the NFL is retired. D'Angelo Hall. Uh, 14 seasons, had a pretty good career, earned a lot of money for a mediocre defensive back. Um, Started at Atlanta, had a very short stint at the Raiders, and then finished his career at Washington, where he played a bit of safety, a bit of corner. Um, For me, I think he'll always be remembered as just a bit of a loudmouth that wasn't quite as good as what he talked. Yeah, good riddance. Um, Had a mouth that his uh, body couldn't cash. Yeah. Yeah, He was an okay receiver. Uh, uh, sorry, cornerback yep. for his entire career. Yeah, got overpaid, um, especially in Washington. Um, I mean, he started at Atlanta, started at Atlanta, which yeah, you know, he had an okay. Like he he him, has had a lot of turnovers in his career. He was a bit of a you know interception getter early on, but he also got burnt a lot. So he got this. He was an all or nothing. Type yeah, he would D-back. he would go for every ball. I think my my most recent memory of him was the Texans hard knocks. Where him and DeAndre, um, oh, DeAndre, Hopkins DeAndre Hopkins were getting into it, him. and then Hopkins smoked him and injured him, and yeah, juked him and, out of his shoes, and he threw the ball down and called him a fuckboy as he walked off. <laughs> I think that's kind of my because uh, he deserved everything he got because oh. he did not shut up, and Hopkins just tore him apart. And it was a shame he got injured, but uh, Hopkins' response of just flicking the ball next to him like you, you old man, you're nothing. It was great. Um, it, it was, was it great. was it was a bit of karma came back, but you know, 14 years in the NFL. I think if you play 14 years in the NFL, you, you're a pretty good player and that should be celebrated in some way um he was good enough to be on a roster he was good enough to be a top 52 player for 32 nfl teams for 14 years straight i think that's pretty good earned 76 million in his career well remember he he didn't have a rookie he was a first round pick and he didn't he wasn't back when they had the um the rookie wage the rookie wage scale so he just well he copped an eight thousand dollar 
option bonus in his second year from Atlanta. I'm not sure how the contract was written up yeah. before that wage scale. Eight thousand or eight million. Eight million, sorry. Eight million, God. Um, so he earned, earned pretty well in, in his time in Atlanta. Then he had that one year in Oakland where he took a, he got paid basically eight million bucks for one year in Oakland. Yeah, I think they traded him or cut him. So it was it was a weird time. Whatever it was, he also got a, a fifteen million dollar option bonus at his second year in um Washington. So that that's where his the big earns came. His base salary was never massive. I think the most he ever earned as a base salary is about six million with Washington. But look an, an okay player who's a loud mouth and was nowhere near as good as he thought he was. Absolutely. And I, I did one thing I will say in his defense. He had a press conference the other day. Uh, might have been earlier today, actually. And he basically said he wanted, in his mind, he's one of the best defensive backs ever and wants to be in Canton <laughs> and all this sort of stuff. And I, I laughed too. And I thought, oh God, he's never going to... In his defense, he went, I know that's not going to happen as a player. So what I want to do now is I want to get to Canton and whether that needs to be as a coach or as an executive, that's my goal. Which I can appreciate a little bit, you know? He's 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 trying. He'll be there with me in the visitor center, mate. <laughs> he's got more of a chance than we do. He'll, he'll probably oh, be no coaching Oh, no doubt he's somewhere. got more chance than I do. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of like that attitude though, whereas, you know, he, he, he in his mind he thought he was great, but he also knew once it was all said and done, that he wasn't good enough and he's not going to make... He wasn't one of those guys that retired and went, I should be in Canton, when there's no way he's going to be. No chance. Um, so, no chance. Look, congrats on a good career, D'Angelo. Uh, next piece, we've got Saints running back Mark Ingram suspended for the first games, first four games of the NFL season for performance-enhancing drugs. This dropped literally the morning after we recorded last week, as it always does. Um, it's pretty big news. Uh, take Alvin Calum... Take Alvin Kamara at number one in your fantasy draft. See, I'm leaning the other way. I, I think he's going to struggle. No way. Now he gets all the touches. But he doesn't have anyone else to help him out. Like they were They'll a, get someone. Yeah. Interesting. It, it'll be interesting. I'd, I've he, I'd be taking number one in my fantasy drafts no matter what. Yeah, I probably would too. Yeah. But can, you, you, can get in, you can get Ingram off the, off the scrap heap, can't you? Probably not. Ingram was a pretty good player. He was a thousand yard back for the past three or four years. Like he's a good running back. Uh, if I if I'm just trying to think of a good example of who Peterson, could he couldn't have done that. Um, I'm just trying to think of someone who who you could have got. Well, the 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 one is out of C J Anderson. That that would have been the guy, but well, he's he, he's gone now. Yeah, but he he if he was doing that Mark Ingram role last year, would he had the same numbers? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, you'd think so. So I'm not saying it's impossible to replace this, and I'm and not it's only say four it's, games. And I'm not saying it's going to be easy either. Yeah, but yeah, whatever. It's, it's certainly a dent to the offense, and no good story happens in the off season. Now I'm, I mentioned Adrian Peterson. Then as a bit of a segue, he still wants to play football. Obviously, he thinks he can still be dominant. Yeah. I think you disagree, like me. Yeah, good one. He is a fantastic back, and will be a Hall of Famer when it's all said and done. But what he has to understand is that. He is a liability in the passing game. He can't catch very well. His routes aren't very good. And he's a mediocre pass protector. The way running backs are looked at now, it goes pass protection, receiving, running. Because they can all run. It's about trying to find the guy that can do the other two. When he's in the game, you know they're running the ball. That's the reason he's not going to get signed. If there's some injury troubles, he might get signed You know, early in the preseason or even in the season. But I don't see it happening anytime soon. No, and he's he's not that good out of. He has to play an eye. Exactly. I saw, it, or he doesn't have to be eye, but he has to be behind a quarterback who's under center. 
He doesn't operate out of shotgun. Nope. And I saw a stat, and I'm going to get this wrong. If someone knows it, they're going to be yelling at their iPod. No, they won't. Their iPhone, maybe. Um, <laughs> and they'll be going, no, it wasn't. It was way higher than that. But I think it was something like 72% of the snaps in the NFL were in shotgun or pistol last year. Yeah, that I'd believe that, 100%. His, the game's passed him by. I'm sorry, Adrian, but it has. And he was the running back of his era. Mm-hmm. And we'll discuss this all when he finally retires, but... What he should start to think about is what he what is he doing? Just trying to linger onto teams, and it's tarnishing him a little bit. Just just finish up. Just say you know what I'm retiring. I, I've been at the top. I've got plenty of money. He's never gonna have to worry about money. Well, he earned ninety eight million in his career. He will not reach a hundred. No, uh, he's he's done. So you reckon he's not gonna get signed at all? No, nah, no one will bring him in. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. If uh, they do, though, he will go over that. Hundred percent. Isn't it scary that he's earned ninety-eight million and D'Angelo Hall's earned what would you say seventy-two million? Seventy-eight. Seventy-eight million. million. Ian, how many less years? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve years for Peterson. So and three years less. Yeah. It's scary to think that D'Angelo Hall's earned that much money when Adrian Peterson's only earned that. He was, if if Adrian Peterson had played in the nineties, he would have earned one hundred and fifty million dollars because running back. That was when the money was there. Um, even though the cap was lower. Uh, next story we've got, Colts declare that Andrew Luck will be ready to throw at camp. I call bullshit. Yeah, I don't believe it either. This I am really be- worried. You and I are too much on the on the same wavelength, but I don't buy it. If he was ready, they would show him throwing a ball. He'd be doing it already. I, I don't understand why they're not. Camps I'm, are, I'm camps really what? concerned. Six weeks away? Less? I'm, I'm really concerned. I'm really concerned. Remember last year we sat here going, "Oh, he'll be fine. No, no need wasn't. to worry." I put him maybe last. It, maybe it was just me. Oh, that, yeah, but th- this earlier, remember, we were thinking he's fine. Like he's going to come back. He's going to play. And because then he'd had the surgery. By the time we got to the predictions, it was like if he plays, they'll be good. If no, he doesn't, then it's scary. that story came out. I wish I could remember when it was. It came out in the off season last year about he hadn't thrown a football. I don't remember you. I can't remember you rang me. I was thinking, he's like, did you see this? Like his. That's it. He's fucked. Like there is no chance. Well, I think I I remember calling you when he went to get surgery in Europe Again. or something, and yeah. we're like, "This isn't good." Yeah. I'm really concerned. Yeah, I'm needs, really concerned for them. He needs to go to Germany and get injected with pig's blood or whatever the hell they do over there. I'm disappointed as an NFL fan. If we lose Andrew Luck, and we're already losing his prime years, if we lose him as a player, that's that's disappointing to me. He it, was so fun to watch. He'll be the. What could have been guy he, of our And the thing generation. is, and no one can argue that he wasn't good because when he did play, he played for long enough to know this guy's going to be amazing. With no help. Yes, with no help around him. Especially so, on defense. Exactly. Keeping scores like down. The, the, the win they got in the playoffs against the Chiefs where they stormed, you know, they were 28 points down and came rolling back and yeah. won. Like, and that was in his second year or his rookie year. Like, this guy was headed to be a top three quarterback for the next 15 years. And I, I hope we don't lose it. I really do. But I'm starting to get scared now that we're not going to have that guy back ever again. It's going to be a really interesting AFC South this year. Really 100%. interesting. Because yeah, if he's there, it becomes... there. If, if he's playing and he's back to what he was, they're a 10-win team. Well, it's the last conference I'd want to be in. Because mm-hmm. you tell me to Sean Watson, if he, if he comes back, let's say 80% of what, he's, what he was last they're year, be very good. they're going to be good. Arguably the most talented roster in the NFL is in there as well. Yep. And then you got 
else is in there? Oh, I'm having a mental blank. Oh, the Titans. Tennessee. They're yeah. not bad though. They're still but a right now, team. Right now, I'm putting them last. Yeah. If you think about that, if if Luck's healthy, yep, they and Deshaun Watson plays the preseason well, yep, they'd be last. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Yeah, it just I, shows that they weren't that good last year, the Titans. Um, no. Last little one before we get into some more deeper stuff. Uh, Ichiro, one of the famous baseball players, one of the best Japanese players ever, uh, put a story out I this think, week. Isn't he just about the greatest leadoff yeah, he's, guy of all time? I'm not a massive baseball guy, but he is. a lot of people should know who this guy is. He's been one of the best baseball players for a very long time. Uh, he basically was sharing a story that he was in the locker room and he got a text message and he said, guys, he's got a text message from this guy and I don't know who it is. And they all went, I'll read it out to us. And he said, oh, hi, Ichiro. I got, got got your number off Alex Rodriguez. I wanted to sit down and maybe see if I could catch up with you and work out, you know, how you stretch and all this sort of yeah, stuff. You want, and you want to ask about his stretching yeah, system. stretching system and whatnot. And then he turned and go, well, who, who was it from? And he turned around and goes, Tom Brady. Who the fuck is Tom Brady? <laughs> Now, I don't know if it's true or not. I don't know if it is. I I'm gonna sto- be- I choose to believe it is. <laughs> the story is true. Yes. Whether he knew Whether Tom he Brady did it on or purpose, not, I don't, I don't know. know. But the fact that... that, and that by all means, he's then organised to catch up with Tom Brady. Like, it's not a bad thing. All the Patriots fans are going to get up and about because we're picking on Tom Brady. But I just think that story is so funny. I can imagine being in a locker room with this Japanese guy, speaks a little bit broken English still, and being like, who the fuck Tom Brady? <laughs> His English is actually pretty good these days. It's. Do you know he is like the heartthrob of Japan? All the Japanese women think he's like the he's like the sexiest man in the world and stuff. According to them, like he's wins. He's a good looking like, dude. Like how they younger. do. What's like the Forbes sexiest man? Is it or to, what's the sexiest man in the world? Uh, I've won it a couple I think of times. GQ I should know. Do it. GQ is it? I must have missed out on that one. Um, but yeah, he, apparently he's won that award like for like ten years straight. You try. The women love him. Japanese women love him, man. Yeah. Good for um, him. Good baseball player. Very funny story, though. I thought if you haven't if you haven't seen that, just just Google Ichiro and Tom Brady will come up. Um, we we'll get to some. It's got to be a Hall of Famer, doesn't he? Ichiro. Oh yeah. Yeah, well and truly. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. He will be. Um, he's he's basically he's retired. Forty-four. Yeah, he's basically retired now. He's moved into like a coaching office role this just recently. So he's I think he's pretty much done. Um, well, he played yes earlier in the month. Yeah, it's literally like a couple of weeks ago it's happened. I would say like maybe a week ago he he's moved into a different role at the club. So yeah. he's I don't think he's playing anymore. As I said, I'm not a massive hit, baseball guy. That's what he does all the time. Good for him. Uh, let's get to some darker news, I think it would be fair to say. This is regarding Detroit Lions head coach Matt Patricia. Um, I know what everyone's going to go out and say here and how they're going to defend him, but I just want to read an article. Not, not the whole thing, just parts of it. This guy's name's Michael James. He's an editor of the Tribe Sports, which is the Detroit News um, and Daily News for ESPN. I just want to read a couple of snippets. So basically, if you haven't heard of the recent bombshell Detroit News exposed, Patricia and Dietrich, which was his uh, frat brother and teammate from Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute in upstate New York. I've never heard of them. Don't know if they still exist. They were accused of rape by a woman. The pair met while on spring break in Texas. Um, they were arrested, they were charged, they were indicted by a grand jury. Indicted. In- <laughs> this is a serious no. story. They were arrested and charged, even indicted by a grand jury. They were indicted. It's got a C in it. Dude. Is that indicted? He was indicted. Well, that's their mistake. I'm, I'm reading this word for word. What is that? Does that say indicted, that top word? 
<laughs> so I just don't know how to read. It's indicted, isn't it? Okay, they were indicted by a grand jury. But the ca- Richard, this is serious, okay? We can talk about how dumb I am later. Um, the case fell apart five months later when the... Oh, I can't say this word either. The complainant... There you go. Yes! Refused to testify, citing stress at the prospect of a public trial. Um, basically, that's the story. There's a little bit more, which just for everyone out there, sorry if this is a bit full on for you, but I'm just reading the report. I want everyone to know this. Um, having not been in the Texas Radisson Hotel from 22 years ago on the evening of March 15, 1996, I have no idea what transpired between Matt Patricia, Gregory Dietrich, and the young woman who accused both of taking turns sexually assaulting her. That's gross. That line there is about all I need to hear. Um, and people are going to come out and say, oh, she's just bringing this up because she wants to get some money now as a head coach. She has not brought this up. No one knows who this woman is still. Basically, Bleacher Report found this after looking into it. They said it took them about an hour after Googling his name to find this report. Yeah, they didn't which, look very hard. Which strikes me to believe that the Detroit Lions, one, either knew about this, or two, they don't give a fuck about looking into the people they employ long term, which... As an NFL team, I find very hard to believe. So my first gripe is the Detroit Lions must have known about this. So when... And I, I don't know what happened as, as this story reads. I don't know either. But him coming out and saying, I didn't do anything wrong. It's not enough for me. I'm sorry. Have some remorse. Have at least... He came out with a real smug attitude. He basically threw stones at the accusers, which is not the woman. He basically threw stones at her and said it was a lie. That's why she pulled out of the case. This and that. I never got my day in court. Yeah, I never got my day in court. But this girl, obviously, in my... This this is what I think happened. She's either been bullied into not doing it because they were football players or something along those lines, or she was genuinely just worried about the public prosecution and didn't want to deal with it, um, which happens all the time. Well, you think about it, 22, 23 years years ago. ago. 22 years ago. Um, the stigma that comes along with that, you know, the victim shaming that goes on now, let alone 22 years ago, She, I can completely understand somebody who says, I don't want to go through this. I can completely understand that. And I think anybody who does go through something like that, the courage it must take to stand yeah, up in court 100%. and go through that, I can't It's very imagine. similar with, with all the Weinstein stuff and all that stuff that's going on at the moment. And this is where I pretty much come down on this sort of stuff now. Yeah. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Yep. I'm not going to say he's guilty or not guilty or anything like that. Something happened though. My personal belief is this probably happened. Yep. And it changes a lot of perspective in my mind on the way I look at him. He can come out... If he'd come out there and genuinely looked like he gave a shit about the accusations, um, and I think in his mind he probably knew these were coming up at some point, and I think Detroit knew. I think there's no way an NFL team does not know what they're getting themselves into. Only the Patriots came out and said they didn't know either. Like bull fucking shit. Yeah. It's 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 a lie. Remember, the NFL is a boys' club. We all know that. We all know they get. And I'm not saying they have to come out and tell everyone, but that sh- that sort of stuff should seriously reflect. You know, if you're hiring someone or not, in my opinion, I don't think I'd hire someone. But you know, the fact something happened, and then his attitude wasn't good enough, in my opinion, and. Everyone will go to the the typical response, and I'm not just trying to be a, a feminist or anything like that. But a typical male response, which I believe you said before, was a great line that you'll say, "Oh, they're just trying to get some money out of him." Yeah, she's not trying to do anything. She no. doesn't want. She is desperate to not let her name come out. Yeah, she wants nothing to do with it. 
who knows? She's probably got a family. She's probably moved on. Like this is probably, a, or it could be scarring her still. We don't know. But the fact that that line of them taking turns sexually assaulting, if that comes out, and today in today's day and age, there's probably video. If they, you know, if it was t- these days, there'd probably be a video somewhere because they'd be dumb enough to do it. But if that comes out that that's true, um, that's pretty disgusting. And uh, the statute of limitations finished now, so we actually can't suffer any penalties for it. But a um, bit of a stigma on him now, I think, and pretty uh, pretty bad thing to be accused of. Uh- this stuff sticks as it should. Hundred mm-hmm. percent, it will. Um, to finish on some more sad news, which is you know it's disappointing. Uh, Chuck Knox dies at the age of eighty-six. Um, this guy was a hell of a coach. He won Coach of the Year two years in a row with the Seattle Seahawks, nineteen eighty-three and eighty-four. Three years in a row. Not in a row, but he won three. Three, three total. Sorry, yeah. He led Seattle to their first division title, playoff win, conference championship appearance, and was the first coach in NFL history to lead three different teams to the NFL playoffs. Um, a line from him, what you do speaks so well, no need to hear what you say. Um, I can't comment on him as a coach. I didn't watch football. I wasn't even alive for half of the years he coached. You were because you're old as hell, Richie. <laughs> Get stuffed. But it's a loss of a great football coach. 22 years as a head coach. Uh, when he retired in 1995, um his record was 186, 147, and 1, which put him sixth all-time in victories at the time when he retired. It's not anymore. Yep. But he was only behind Don Shula, George Hallis, uh, Tom Landry, Curly Lambeau, and Chuck Knoll. So, pretty impressive company. Funny you mentioned that. Just um, very sad news. Condolences to his family and everything like that. Hope, uh, pretty great coach. But I want to say there was a guy who tweeted, RIP Chuck Knoll instead of Chuck Knox the other day and had this full spiel on how he died and all this sort of... How do you do that? People's rush to, to, to get something first, up there. To get something yeah. up is where those errors come. It, was, it, it did make me chuckle that in today's day and age, you could post the wrong... And not even did he post just the wrong... If he just got the name wrong, but all the accolades right, you'd be like, oh, he's just typed the name wrong. Everything was wrong. There was nothing about it that was right. Uh, you know, that, that's just the world we live in these days. Well, but he, he coached uh, Steve Largent, one of the best re- wide receivers that the Seahawks certainly had. Yep. Um, and I think he was quoted as one saying, if Chuck had his wish, there'd be three yards and a cloud of dust and we'd win seven to six. <laughs> Which is, uh, it tells you a lot more about uh, where the game was then versus where it is today. Yeah, he would have been a tough dude, I think. A very, very tough guy. Um, and yeah, so... Condolences to his family. Um, it doesn't actually say how he died. I haven't been able to find anything. Um, no. Just, it just says passes away. So I haven't found anything showing us why. Hopefully it was just natural causes. Yeah. And it was I, his time. You know what? 86 isn't a bad innings. Someone said to me, you've got to, you've, you're going to get to 86. I'd be like, Sign me up. I'll at, take it. At my weight, I'd be like, yep, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're kidding me. Um, you take 48 right now. <laughs> Jesus, Carroll. It's brutal. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll go for a quick break. Um, We'll come back with some question time. Hi guys, JA here. Make sure you all head over to our Patreon page and sign up. Go to www.patreon.com forward slash the vault studio. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash the vault studio. For only $5 a month, you can receive a bonus podcast and help support the studio so we can continue to bring you all of our great podcasts and content. Enjoy the show. Okay, guys, so we have our uh, question time for the $40 JRs Arena voucher, so there will be a winner. Um, I'm going to save the winning question till last. Oh. Okay, so 
we'll know that because it's a bloody good question. I want to start with um, and got the guys. If you don't win, really appreciate the questions. Absolutely love it. This is what we want to start to create. This is from our group, um, not our group, our affiliate group, Australian NFL Connection. So. Anyone out there who's not a part of that group that wants to be, go and join it. Great group of guys, great in, um, great chats, great discussion. There's nothing rude about it. That's what I like. No one gets stuck into each other you know, personally. It's just all about football and uh, it's, it's a great group to be a part of. So sure, that's where our, our man Jared Stanton's the, the leader of that crew. He started that page. That's how we got onto him. Um, who took our... Criti- our <laughs> Criticism. Criticism. I'm just struggled. I'm having a. Sh- I've just had football training. My brain is fried. Um, no, with that great new helmet, it shouldn't be. No, my helmet's very good. Um, but yeah, he uh, he had he he sent me a message and said I really appreciated the criticism. I said I'd hope we didn't we weren't like too rude. He said no, you were never personal. It was just about the article, um, and you said my writing was awesome, so I was happy with that. He is going to give a rebuttal to our criticism. He's going to send it in to me to play. Um, it was supposed to be tonight, but he didn't get it done in time. So hopefully for next week. So Jared, make sure you get that rebuttal because that I would love to hear what what you have to say because you'll probably make us look like idiots. Uh, first question is from Regan Skulls. Who do you guys think aside from Tannehill and Flacco? are in their make-or-break seasons, and what can they do to fix it? Uh, RG3. <laughs> what? That's not an answer. That's not an answer. All right, I'll think about it properly then. I um, would say the man from your club, James no, Winston. No, he's on a rookie deal. So, but it's the last year of his rookie deal. We exercise the option? They haven't, no. Then no, they, they surely did. Then he must be in his fourth year. Yeah, maybe th- Maybe they... You know, this, this must only be his fourth year. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not... He's, they're not going to get rid of him, are they? No. When, when you take a guy that high, you exercise a fifth-year option. Blake Bortles had his fifth-year option exercise. So it, it's not it's not make or break for somebody like that. Um, Flacco's a great one. Yeah, Flacco is good. He's got, for mine, he's done. Yes. The writing's already on his wall. And when they, dropped, when they went back into the first round and got the quarterback, Lamar Jackson, that was when it was all done for me. They've got... Marty Morningwig there, who everyone will know was super successful with Michael Vick. That's where he basically had his best years, was under Morningwig. So I think Flacco, if it was me, I would have cut him already. I wouldn't have even rolled with him, but they obviously aren't There's willing no to. There's no point having all that as being dead money. What did you say when the Dolphins cut Sue? You're right. You may as well have him on the team. And do you it you have to pay year. him anyway. But so the problem is he's under comp. We did this other week. They have to cut him at some time. Yeah, but... Why do it this year? You yeah. don't have to do it this yeah, year. Yeah, wait, wait and see what you've got in this rookie. Um, t- yeah, Tannehill's a really good one as well, Regan, I think. What about Alex Smith? Well, the thing about Alex Smith is he's kind of at the wind down of his career. If he doesn't have a massive year... Like, how old is Alex Smith? He, no. he must be in his mid-30s now. It's got to be. Like, I can quickly look it up. But yeah, he, he, he surely is in his mid-30s now. I just think, yeah, make or break, who's behind him? Yeah, what about Sam Bradford? That's a guy because they've got Josh Rosen behind him, mm-hmm. I believe, not Josh Allen. Uh, but yeah, he's in a make or break because he's on a two-year, twenty million dollar deal. Sorry, forty million dollar deal, but it's only twenty million guaranteed. They're basically only paying him for this year. They can cut him for pretty much nothing at the end of next year. So yeah, he's on make or break. Um, Derek Carr. Well, he's already signed that big oh, deal. Oh, he has to. So what do they do? Yeah, nah. You, I no. would say a, a guy who could seriously reflect. I think he's going to get signed no matter what. Um, but a guy who could seriously reflect how much money he gets paid in a bit of a make or break season is Dak Prescott. Yep, definitely. Had a great rookie year, one of the best third, rookie third years ever. 
Um, this is a guy that going into his third year. Last year, can you say it was a bit of a, you know, it was a tough year. Noah Ezekiel Elliott, you know, Des Bryant wasn't the guy they thought he was going to be. All that sort of stuff. Injury problems. D-sucked. Yeah, defense wasn't as good. All that stuff. You can make excuses, but if he doesn't come out this year and get it done... Let's not forget he's a third-round pick. Yeah, the money's going to start to trickle down. Now, he's still have his fourth year, but I imagine they'll want to work out a... Uh, extension before he goes into his fourth year. Yeah, because he has a good year. He's going to hit free agency playing well. And they do. They would not want that. Um, so How many years has Cam Newton got left on his deal? Oh, a few. Four, I think. Three. He got a six-year deal. There's not really that many... Court- like, there's guys on the hot seat, but the problem is that all these NFL teams have committed money to them. And you could almost say the same with Tannehill. I think he's on the contract for the next two years as well. Now, it's not as high. They could cut him. But he also doesn't have anyone behind him. So there's no one pushing him right now to take his spot, whereas a guy like Flacco has. But pretty good question there. I would say the guy on the biggest make-or-break season in my mind, if I was going purely on the make-or-break, is, is Prescott because I think he's the guy yeah. who's out to gain the most or lose the most from this season. Tyrod Taylor, if he has a good year for the Browns... Because he's not the future there. No, could, could get himself a It's about contract. his next contract. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one too. Uh, we've got the next one. This is from Josh Canning, uh, Victorian teammate of mine. Who was the best-looking centre in the 2018 AGL tournament in order of best rump to cutest smile? Um, well, Fabio's first. It was, it was J.A. <laughs> I don't know. Josh, you know. it was. It's out of me or Josh. So I, I want to go with me because I look in the mirror every day. So I'm pretty aware of it. Um, but yeah, thanks, thanks for the question, Josh. Just for the heads up, you won't be winning the voucher. Um, it got a lot of response there in that little thread. <laughs> a lot of people think that I'm pretty good looking. Uh, Bryce Whitfield, is Adrian Peterson done as a viable running back in the in the modern NFL? If so, why? If not, where do you see him as a good fit? I think we answered this earlier. Yeah. Yes, he's done. Why? Because he's 33 years old and he's a running back who can only do one thing. Yeah, he can't. Can't pass protect, can't catch the ball. That's that's the, the bottom answer. A good fit somewhere. I could. I'm not saying he's a good fit. I don't think he's a good fit anywhere. But I could say where he could end up could be the Cowboys because we all know the boner Jerry Jones has had for him for ten years. Hopefully he's past that. You're you're in shotgun. Yeah. As oh, look, much as I anyone. didn't say it would be right, but that's where I could see him landing. He maybe could... back in Arizona. Maybe New York to work with Barkley. If like if Barkley got injured, we have to wait and see where where everything falls. The fact that CJ Anderson got signed, it he's yeah he's but... nowhere near it. I would say, as you said before, what is he earn? $98 million for his career. Yep. And he's not going to get to $100 million. I think this will be it. We're not going to see him ever again, which is a shame. Should have said Andy Dalton. Oh, yeah. I make or I'd break. Said Andy Dalton. Regan, now. Andy Dalton. Big make or break year. Yeah. Uh, Mark Cameron. When a team is planning to rebuild, should the strategy be based on replacing individuals or looking to transition and rebuild by team units, offense, defense, special teams, in order to build experience and youth balance? Uh, when building a team... Find a quarterback. You blow it all up. Like, don't worry about who's on your roster. If you've got a pro bowler or two and he's under 25, keep him. contract him and keep him. Yep. Anyone over that, don't worry about it. Then you start building from the inside out. O-line, D-line, quarterback. After that, good quarterbacks can cover up just about everything else. Well, I think a couple of years ago, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were terrible. Awful. Yep. And as soon as they got Winston, you could see, and it was the same with the Titans, you could yep. see it turning around because all of a sudden, they don't search for quarterbacks anymore. Mm. They don't waste their time scouting. They don't have to try and reach for one in the draft. They don't care. They're going, give me the best guy. He's the best player. I want him. I want him. I want him. And that makes everything yep. so easy. So and then, that's the key to rebuilding. 
get rid of everyone, clear your money, yeah. build offensive line, defensive line, and find the quarterback. That's the key. 100%. Everything else will fall. There's plenty of athletes. You'll be able to find guys that can catch yeah. the ball. Yeah, and look, look who Aaron Rodgers has been throwing it to. Now, and I mean, the I'm spuds sure on the other side of the ball. I'm sure he'd love some more players and he probably would have won four or five more Super Bowls. Exactly. But he covers up all those warts. Exactly. All of them. Find, find the QB. That's the key. Yep. And that's what any team should be doing. And um, if you don't have one, you draft one every single year till you find Which them. is why the Browns have been screwing up till now. Exactly. Now, Mayfield might turn out. Um, who is going to be the biggest bust of this year's draft? That's from Oakley Abella. Oh, I want to say Mayfield, but I don't think he'll play enough to be a bust. Um. <clears throat> well, the hardest thing for a bust is it's on expectation. Yeah. So someone like mate, quarterbacks are different though. He won't start because only one gets to. Yeah. It's not like a, a D lineman who can go in with rotation. In saying that though, or, like people would say that Mahomes exceeded expectations last year because he had one start and he looked absolutely outstanding enough for them to make the move to get rid of Alex Smith. So I would say he exceeded expectation because I didn't think he'd play at all. Or if he did, I didn't think he'd look that good. Deshaun Watson, he blew expectation out of the fucking water. I, I, I tend to take quarterbacks out. Yeah, it's too hard. I'm, I'm going to go for a big one, and it's someone who's commented on this. I think we're due for a running back bust, and I think it's going to be Barkley. Whoa. Um, so I hope it's not, and this guy is the most, one of the most talented guys you've ever seen coming out of college. But And I have no technical reason why I think this should happen. But Trent Richardson was a pretty good player in college too, and he never did anything in the NFL. His first year was okay. First year was okay. Yeah, then nothing. Nothing he was out of he was out of the year before he was he only lasted three seasons in the NFL. Which is shocking to think. So plenty of guys have been highly touted and not worked out. I feel like we're due for it. So that's someone who I'm feeling could right, be. If you want to say with the running backs, give yep. me some Rashad Penny. Who See, went to the Seahawks. My expectations for him are so low. I don't think he can. Well, they reached up and made him a number one pick. So <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. So think I'm blaming Seattle for. He's that. not going to deliver what they expect. No, probably not. He won't. Um, the guy who's got a ton of expectation on his hands because of what they gave up, uh, Holiday, who the Saints drafted up to get at 14, the D end. If he doesn't get eight or nine sacks or t- ten sacks, that people are going to be saying we've just given up two first round picks for this guy, and he's not even that good. So that's a guy who expectations will be very high because of what the Saints did to get him. Um, next question we've got from Lewis Glover. Which head coach has the most approved this season and who starts on the shortest leash? Who is the first coach fired and is it before the trade deadline? Oh, what's that week, eh? Shortest leash. I know I've been all Cowboys tonight, but Jason Garrett. Yeah, should be fired right they now. Are, Jerry Jones is giving him rope to hang himself this year and they're going to wait and see if he does it. Now, it could work out and he could have a good year, but uh, I think he's in big trouble. Uh, could, could be Patricia. Mate, he might <laughs> he could be gone by the end of yeah. the week. He might be hanging out with Aaron Hernandez. Man, that, I didn't mean that as a pun, but hanging out. Um, yeah, okay. Who's the first coach fired? Dirk Cutter. He was so close last year. Yeah, Vance Joseph. He, it's only his second year. They won four games. Yeah. I know John Elway does seem to stick to his guys. That's my only thing. I'm trying to think who. Jay Gruden, if the Alex Smith trade doesn't work out and he stinks and they're worse, he could be gone pretty pretty quick because we know they like to fire coaches there. Uh, my mate Dirk. Yeah, Dirk. That's what I said. He, I think Dirk Cutter's a prime one. Uh, Lovey Smith. 
No. I know he's been there 16 years. <laughs> just but extended him. Yeah, but at some point, it'll, it'll happen. Did you say Gase before? No, I didn't. Adam Gase is a, a great one from Miami. Um, will it happen before the trade deadline, halfway through a season? Yeah, I'd say so. Last year, I know it didn't. It was just after. But if that was the over-under, I'd take the under. They were 1-7. and seven. Yeah. Oh, the, the, the big one is Hugh Jackson. If they lose their first five games, he's in big trouble. Yeah, it won't, like, be, it won't be a good look. He will lose if he, if they um, lose their first four games. I reckon he'll get fired. It's funny. I'm running through the rest. Nobody jumps out because no. the bad teams have just replaced them. Yeah, you know, like Sean McDermott. You know, especially was last year, mate. and they made the playoffs. Yeah, you know, so you know, he's fine. The and, and then there's guys who've been there forever, like your John Harbors and your Marvin Lewis's. And so you just think those guys aren't going to get fired. You know, I, I mean, Mike, I, Mike McCarthy should be fired, but he yeah, won't be. No. You know, I'm, I'm going to go with Hugh Jackson for the first coach fired. I think he'd have pretty short odds too. Because with the team they've put together now, if he struggles early, they will move on that quick. Yeah? Pete Carroll? Dark horse. Dark, yeah, dark horse. End of season one if they're disappointed. Bit of, bit of money on him probably wouldn't be the worst. Uh, next question we've got... Matthew Fuzz Eaton, when is the best value pickup? Sorry, when is the best value to pick up a running back in the draft? I'd say second round. I think I assume he means round. It depends on the draft. If you look at where guys have got very good value in running backs, it's the second and third round. Yeah, guys like Kamara, um, who's the guy from the Chiefs? Name slipping my mind. Hunt. Hunt. Those sorts of guys. Um, they're the guys you get the, the best value. But well, I would he, say that for any position. Yeah, usually. And, and the guys who are the prime candidates this year are Nick Chubb out of Georgia who went to um, the Browns. Guys. Ronald Jones the second out of USC who went to Tampa Bay. Um, uh, uh, Kenron Johnson out of Auburn who went to Detroit. All these guys you know, went in that second round. They're all... A real chance to go. Um, uh, yeah, you're talking about the LSU guy who yeah, went to Geis um, or Geis Dari- went to the Dari- Washington. Darius Geis yeah. out of LSU who split time with Fournette the year before and he was the bell cow last year. Yeah, there's four yeah. in the second round. They're the ones They're who the are value. more likely to to bob up. They're your value. They're guys. the guys who I would prefer and not take Barkley at two. Sorry, I'd prefer to take a better player at two and get get a running back like that later. Yeah, and you just take him in the second round. I mean, the, the interesting thing is I'm just racing through the third round. Not a single one was taken in the third. Yeah. The, so, so the run was in the second, second round. Second round is where it normally starts now. Yeah. Um, but value is designed by how the player works out. If you get a fourth round pick that works out good, then you've got good value. You you don't know when you're going to get them. Sorry, there was one, Royce Freeman um, out of Oregon. He went to Denver. Okay. So, so yeah. Top, top of the third round. Second or third round. Uh, Jay Carvis, who is the who is going to be the standout quarterback from this year's draft class? I'm going with Lamar Jackson. I've said he's the best quarterback in the draft all year. Um, my second hunch tells me Sam Darnold. My concern, I look to the guys who are going to win the job. Yeah, Jackson might not play. I love Jackson. I don't think he's going to... He won't win the job. Um, I hate Baker Mayfield. I don't think he'll win the job. I think Sam Darnold will win the job. I also think Josh Allen will win the job. In Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah, what, over AJ McCarron? And I think Josh Rosen has every chance yep. to win that job. So they're the ones who are most likely to play the most. So hence, I'd like one of them. As for which one, who knows? Because all those teams are 
middle of the road at best. And who, yeah, I, I have no idea which one of them will bob up. Yeah. I if I'm know. just picking one, give, give me Sam Darnold. Yeah. He's not, I thought he should have th- been the number one pick. Yeah, I think he will start. Um, question from Stephen Hill. Which team that finished last in their division last season is most likely to win it this year and vice versa? Love the show, mate. Nobody else on site does, but they'll cave in one of these days. Hey, Stephen, you just keep playing that on site, mate. All right? You tell them. Uh, tell them if they're real nice, I'll come past and do a live show for them one day. That'll get them up and about. Um, which team for... I want to go the Colts. If Andrew Luck plays, they're a massive chance to go first to they West. They went last. Oh, who was last? Texans. Oh, so you can't take of, them. You've got to take someone else. Wow, okay. Um, who was last? <laughs> I'll take uh, the 49ers. Oh, yeah. In the NFC. Were they last in the NFC West? They were behind the Cardinals. They, they went 6-10 and 10 last year. Were the Jets last? Uh, or Miami? No, the Jets must have been. Hang on. Yep, Jets were last. Jets. Sam Donald. What if Sam Donald ends up being like Watson? Look out. Yeah, like if, he ends, up, if he ends up being a freak show, they've got enough receivers... They've got a very good defensive line. They've got an oak, like a solid defense. That could be one. Did he also want the reverse? Someone who was yeah. worst goes to last? Yeah, first to worst. Uh, Give me some Chiefs. Eagles. You wish. <laughs> God, I wish. Probably won't happen. Uh, who, won in the we- who, who won in the West? NFC West. The Rams. Yeah, Rams. To last? They, they could fall apart. And it's a tough division. Again, what if what if the, think, what if the I, Cardinals I think, are good? I genuinely don't think that division is tough. I don't think the Cardinals are very good. I don't think the Seahawks are particularly good. The 49ers, I'm all for them going to first. Look, the Rams might fall apart and go to last, but Wilco would be shattered. Yeah, I wouldn't want that to happen to Wilco. Nah. He's, he's a good bloke. Um, just trying to think. Who's Saints. That's, oh, a, that's, that, a, tight, that's a tight division. Happens. Yeah, Saints are a one. Um, there's plenty of... There was eight different playoff teams last year. Changes. I am predicting my teams very differently this year. More than I'm, half. Change I'm going to go year. out on a limb on a few, and because because if you just go with the same teams again, you're going to lose every year. I'm going to actually try and take some outliers for top once. of the AFC. You can be confident in leaving teams. Where, where were the Chargers? Were they last? Uh, no, they were second. Oh, really. They're only one game behind the Chiefs. That's right. They stormed home, didn't they? Yeah. I'm going to back the Chargers again. Yeah, they're me gonna too. Dis- they're going to disappoint me I'm, again. I'm backing them. <laughs> I'm backing them until Philip Rivers is gone. Uh, this is our winning question. So, congratulations to Darren Johnston. Uh, absolutely DJ. outstanding question. Always puts in good questions. Uh, always very involved. So, DJ also a Patreon member. So all of you should go and sign up to Patreon. Good for you, DJ. Um, at what point does a player's on-field ability no longer outweigh the negative effects they have on the team in the locker room, i.e. Ocho Sincho, T.O., Brandon Marshall, Beckham, Incognito? And what and how would you feel if your team took on a bloke and br- that brings negative culture and off-field issues and on-field results? So at what point, basically, is a player good enough to forget about the issues behind behind closed doors? I don't know why Incognito's on that risk. All he ever did was a little bit of racial stuff, okay? He's not that bad a bloke. He is. He's a big bully. And he also retired on Twitter and then unretired and then fired his agent and then hired a new agent all on Twitter. So he's a strange dude. It's my, a CTE my, man. My favorite part was when he tweeted at the organization, the GM and yeah. the head coach, see you on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> nothing And, and it was like two hours after he'd retired. Did you watch Seinfeld when George quit that job one time? And then, and then just turns up on Monday up? like nothing yeah. had happened? Yes, I did. 
it's the same thing. Mate, can you imagine? I think in 20 years' time, we'll have Incognito found dead. He will have CTE for sure. He's a prime candidate. But like, yeah, guys like Ocho Sinjo, T.O., Brandon Marshall's never been... It's never been anything loud that he's a bad locker room guy. Like, he's never done anything that's come out, but it's just the stigma around the league, why he's been at so many clubs, why he gets he has great seasons and then get traded for a fifth-round pick. Like, it's strange, and that must be the reason, and there's been a lot of reports that he's... But nothing's ever come out, Brandon Marshall did this in the locker room. So I don't know. I don't know. If you're a pro bowl player, you're going to be on a team. Yeah, I was going to say the line, if you're a receiver, is 1,000 yards yeah. and eight touchdowns. Yeah. If you're a running back, the line is about the same. About the same. You need about 1,000 yards. And if, yards if you're a quarterback, it's if you're any good. If it's 3,000 yards and a better than two to one touchdown to interception ratio, all those things will keep you on the if, team. If you get to, if you get ten sacks a year as a DM, you're on the team. Oh, like look at Junior Collette. the shit he kicked up in New Orleans. He got signed straight away. Yep, immediately he was signed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. He's actually a solid part. He's still a fragile at the moment, but yeah, that that's look. I think it's a great question because this, if anyone who's been a part of a team or a sport, you're going to have these guys that are. Total fuckwits, yeah. but you put up with them because they're good players. It's That's just in, the way the world yeah. works. It's interesting. If they're just a dude, like you're just a bit of a locker room dick, Yeah, your rope is really long, especially if you're a pro ball player. When it comes to uh, failed drug tests, um, assaults, DYs, well, stuff like that. I think we're getting into sexual assault and female assault. That's pretty much a... If it's bad, you're... You you're better done. be really good. Well, I, I don't think it matters. I don't think that will. Oh, now. you you get dumped for a year. Yeah, but look uh, at Ray Ray Rice, prime example. End of his career. If it was, I'll give you I'll give you an example. Yeah. If it was um Brown from the Steelers, he'd sit out a year and get signed immediately. Yeah, well, AP when he remember when he got done for switching his kid, he got banned. He got banned for games, didn't he? Yeah, he missed the entire year. Yeah. He was on the exemption list. Some yeah. bullcrap made up by Goodell. So, yeah, he, you know, he missed a year and came back. I, I, I knew he, he did that, but that he did get suspended yeah, for a year, didn't he? Yeah, for a year. And he came straight back, and that was for, you know, hitting a kid. Like, that was pretty bad. I know it was his kid, but that doesn't make it right. Um, that was pretty bad. So, you can't, if, if you're a good player, you're going to be on a roster. I have no problem with people who smack their kids. I you can't whip them I with a fine. stick, man. No, but what's worse is you can't send them out into the backyard to, get to go stick. and get it, come back in, whip them with said stick in the testicles and say, that's what you get. That's bad. That you can't do. No, you can't. That, that's that's way past the line. That's bad, man. One thing to be smacked on the ass with a wooden spoon. Hey, we've all been there. Mate, and mom, we probably all deserve My mum broke but one on my ass I think once. we've all had them broken. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's... I think sexual assault, that sort of stuff, that's a no-no. But if you're just a bit of a dickhead in the locker room and, you know, Des Bryant's a prime example. I guess yeah. that's, that's the example we're missing. It's when his numbers were good, it's like, yeah, we'll put him up. As soon as they drop, he got one, he got a second chance, didn't pick up, that's it, you're gone. You're too much of a trouble. You always want the ball. If he just shut up and not complained and carried on and just kept running his routes hard and doing his job, he'd still be on the Cowboys. Yeah. It all comes down to... How bad the crime is versus how good a player you are. Yeah. If it's for sec- second time for weed, four games, you can be a starter and you'll survive that. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. But if you get rubbed out for a year, you better be a good starter. Yeah. Like Matavis Bryant. That, you're gonna be that, you that sort of player. 
Um, at the end of the day, I would say 90% of the time, the good player outweighs the crime. Yep. No matter what it is. Almost always. Um, but DJ, terrific questions. You've got the voucher there. That brings us to the end of the show tonight. Richie, we were thinking this is going to be a quick show. Not much to talk about. How did we go for? 50 minutes for almost out Oh, Jesus. So right on. That, that's fine. 45 to 50 minutes. That's all good. Perfect. All good. Um, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Guys, thanks for everyone who sent in those questions. We really appreciate it. We hope we answered them um, thoroughly for you. Uh, any more, feel free to send them over. We're always willing to talk football, so no issue with that. Everyone should go out and get on Australian NFL Connection, the group there on Facebook. Outstanding group to be a part of. Uh, Richie, thanks a lot for having me, mate. No worries. No, thank you for coming in. No, thanks for having me. I'm going to stick yeah, with okay. that. This, this is your room too. It's you built it with your bare hands. Yeah, we did be with our bare hands. Um, Dan's back next week, so you'll go back on an annual leave. Yep. I think we'll see you around prediction time. I reckon I might come in when Hard Knocks restarts. About oh, so you, there. Oh, so you come in for like uh, team, like team reviews, season, season previews. I'll, I'll do, I'll do the preseason, Hall of Fame game. Hall once of it's Fame happened, game. Okay. once the Hall of Fame game is happened, can you just put that I'll in writing and send in your leave, put it, put it in your leave form, and I'll just so I know how much leave you're taking. Yeah, when my pay clears, sure. <laughs> Beautiful. No, thanks for joining, guys. Everyone, make sure you go and sign up to our Patreon account, patreon.com forward slash the Vault Studio. Make sure you don't miss out the chance to hear that interview with Josh Jenkins. Um, Who's next? It's coming. It's coming. I've got, I got a few oh, weeks. Oh, secretive. Yeah. So that name written on the whiteboard behind your head is not who it is? Jadavian Clowney? No, it's not <laughs> Jadavian Clowney. Uh, no, yeah, well, we've, got some, we've got some in the works. I don't want to promise anything until I know. So once I'm certain that it's happening, then I'll promise, um, which I did with Josh Jenkins. Exciting stuff. But make sure you go and listen to that. It was... Uh, don't like to toot my own horn too often, but it was a bloody good interview. And Josh Jenkins is an outstanding guy and had a very interesting career. Played NBL, um, travelled in the Australian basketball team, obviously an AFL star, super into his NFL, so we talk about all that too. Um, so make sure you go on there. It's only $5 a month, guys, cost of a coffee. Absolutely nothing. Uh, one payment a month and you'll get the podcast. You'll be supporting the podcast, supporting the studio so we can continue to bring great content. Um, that's all from us. Like, rate, share, subscribe. Share around to everyone. Make sure everyone listens and you'll hear us next week. Thanks, Richie. No worries, mate. Thanks for listening to the NFL Podcast brought to you by the Vault Studio. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more, head to www.thevaultstudio.com.au. And for the latest news, search for The Vault Studio on Facebook and Twitter.